0: Welcome to On The Record, the podcast of the Philippine Center for Investigative Journalism. You're listening to the third and final episode of a special series on digital sex crimes, particularly the online sexual exploitation of children, or OSEC. This podcast series is produced in collaboration with ABS-CBN News, with support from Sydney-based Judith Nielsen Institute, a non-partisan independent group that supports quality journalism across the globe. We are joined today by journalists and storytellers who are reporting on this issue. PCIJ fellow and Philippine Star Reporter Neil Cervalios, who has written a four-part investigative report on OSEC, ABS CBN News correspondent Shara Zembrano, segment producer Rowena Kos, and independent filmmaker Pabel Manikan who produced a television documentary on the subject. And I am Cherry Salazar, PCIJ's multimedia reporter, presenter of this podcast series. Let's start with how were you introduced to the subject of OSE. Let's start tayo sa ating ano only thorn among the roses. Yes, Neil.
1: I was a new reporter in late 2018. Uh, my editor sent me a press release about uh, a rescue operation in Tagig, and it was an OSEC case. I didn't, I didn't know what it was back then. Limited pa yung yung mga alam ko about crimes. It was very disturbing for me in the sense that uh, I didn't really expect that uh, mothers would be capable of doing such things. And then, uh one day, one of my first coverages as a reporter was forum on OSEC. and that's where I understood yung scale ng issue like. The technological side, the financial side, that it is transnational and it's poverty-driven. full cool lang ng social safety nets yung impoverished communities, that's why they are being pushed to the extremes na, nila to sa mga, ano, na. I think that was the start para sa akin nung interest ko about OSEC and digital crimes in general.
0: How about you, Wenna? Is this your first OSEC story, di ba? Yes, definitely first ever. Tapos, hindi ko
2: alam kung nagulat ba ako or hindi, pero definitely disturb ako dun sa banganap tuklasan ko. Before kami mag-start ng shoot, may idea na ako what to expect. Pero yung makita mo siya, or like to hear about it firsthand, yung malaman mo na nangyayari pala talaga siya at ito, ito totoong tao siya na gumawa nun. at ito totoong bata siya or totoong biktima siya.
3: Nakakalula, nakakalula yung feeling. How about you, Pabbs? Alam ko na yung OSEC kasi nababasa ko siya online sa mga news. Um, pero ever since, kasi I made a documentary about women and prostitution, naging interested ako sa Pag ng kwento, focusing on women and children. Um, nanood na ako ng mga documentaries online to have an idea. So, ang nakikita ko, madalas mga foreigners yung gumagawa more on local na nakita ko galing sa news so feeling ko malaking factor din ang magkukuwento ay mga locals tayo mismo at nitindihan natin 'coning situation na nangyayari
0: bilang tayo ay taga dito um, naintindihan natin nuances ng mga tao ikaw Shara
4: with about a decade in the industry is this your first time or first encounter sa usap? I think the first time I ever even thought about these things was when I was still a young researcher and I was just tasked to help in a story about child pornography. Looking back now, I realize that I never forgot that clip. That's really how disturbing how dark this is. Even without you processing how dark it is. It hits you so deeply. Diba? There's no getting used to this. And and I think that's only right. I, I think that informs our movement. But so this is definitely the first time that I went deep into the world of OSEC.
0: I think my, my first trafficking story was way back when I was dead with ABS, and I was producing documentaries for ABS. We had this documentary on trafficking that introduced me to OSEC, Pero at the time, it wasn't as big an issue as it is now, Pero alam know it's na siya. Ever since naman don, that was I think around 2016, I've been following OSEC cases. so. Lagi kaming nagpa-communicate ng IJM and other um, interviewees and case studies from before. Kasi nga iniisip ko at some point I will want to do this na mas deeper. So natutuwa ako kasi pagdating ko ng PCIJ, it's, it's, it has this OSEC um, project that's in collaboration with ABS and we'll start ng before. But yeah, OSEC is really an important subject and I know it's kind of uncomfortable to also talk about it which makes it all the more important that we discuss these things. OSEC naman is a global issue, and the Philippines is at the epicenter of this issue. So we're collaborating, trying to pull our resources for a comprehensive take, looking at different angles of OSEC. We have Tech Stories, Care of Meal, which are all published in the PCIJ website. We have an hour-long documentary that aired on ABS-CBN, and we have this podcast series. Pero iniisip ko ren there are limitations definitely when it comes to the platforms that we have right. Uh, I
1: think that's the biggest issue for me yung daily grind. Plus naga grad school din po ako. Ang ginagawa ko ay nagle-legwork ako madalas free time long forms. Ganito yung magustong story talaga like ever since pero I, I really can't um manage kasi you know I have to keep up with my day job like I have bills to pay and stuff like that. But you know I'm uh, the opportunity then, na to uh, with PCIJ, like it opened a lot of doors for me. Like gave me purpose. Na uh, alam ko, nang ko in the future. Na I, I know what I want to write. I know how I want to write it, and um, developed uh, a lot of other skills that I think could be useful with the paper. Then I'm going to East in the desk. Uh, na mag, mag maging uh, sila, inclined sila towards publishing these kinds of stories. We're in the future now. Crimes are happening in social media now. And it's it's in secret and uh, dark web. And yet, Yung kumbaga naging purpose ko ngayong after itong reporting project na hindi siya natatapos dito. I'm going to click on writing about digital crimes not only against children and women. Uh, digital crimes in in a general sense. Yung mga story na sinulat ko the past six months, hindi niya matitimbangan yung apat na story na nilalabas na to. Parang ganun yung naging mindset ko na.
4: It's a familiar feeling, diba? And it just reflects on the nature of the beast that is journalism. Yung struggle, mo, Neil, struggle is the struggle of maraming journalists who want to just stick to one thing and dig deeper. Because stories like this need space. There has to be one person who stops and stays and digs. Diba? Um there are other people who can keep roving and you know, you know catch the, the small stories that will turn out bigger in the long run. But there's so much value to staying with stories like this. But anyway, the limitations ng documentary <laughs> I feel kami because we are the visual team also a touchy subject. You can't just like put out the, the names
0: or the faces of the victims. How do you deal with those challenges?
3: When you tell a story, especially in documentaries, you show, you don't tell to make it strong. But here,
4: we have nothing to show. So, yun challenge. Niya. There are more things that you can't show than there are things that you can. Uh, bukod pa dun sa mga things that you can talk about and can't. Like, with every scene or with every person that we're putting in the timeline, there's a conversation. Do we show his or her face? What impact will it bring to them if their neighbors watch it? What impact will it have to their child if someone sees them and tells them about it? Or your parents are talking about your story. Do, Do we blur? Do we not blur? Is this whole documentary gonna be blurred (laughs) it's <laughs> always the decision is what's best for the child. The thing
2: is that it's multifaceted as a topic. When you come in, thinking about OSEC, you think about the parents, the guardians, the mother, the father as the villains of the story. But you also have to consider what's the role of the rest of the family what's the role of the community? Tas parang at some point are we doing this topic justice? Kasi sobrang daming nangyayari na ilalatag ba natin lahat ng kailangang ilatag para maintindihan ng mga tao yung kailangan nilang maintindihan of such a such a complex and sensitive topic. It's a challenge but it's also an eye opener. We have this child, a very very innocent being, tas ang daming factors pala. Yung dahilan kung bakit nawawala yung innocence ng batang to.
0: I think we we all agree that OSEC is also underreported, which I think brings us to the strength of this collaborative project. Kasi, we are working on three different platforms and we're able to approach this subject ng iba iba yung issues na parang tiniting na
4: natin. PCIJ and ABS-CBN, this is our first collab. Because there is so much to talk about about OSEC, the fact that we're collaborating and approaching these from different angles gives me a sense of our team can stay at this level. And because I know that, say, Neil, PCIJ are the ones talking about solutions, statistics, uh, other problem areas, We can very easily say at the end that if you want to know more about other things, then we have our other collaborators. The macro and the micro approaches of the collaboration are really complementing each other. Let's say if someone reads Neil's pieces and they want to know more about the kids and the mothers, they can watch our documentary and meet them and hear their voices. You don't get that all the time. Usually, when you tell a story, it's all on you. And you sometimes fall into that trap of wanting to say everything and sacrificing everything in the process. That's the biggest value for me. We would like to see definitely more of these
0: efforts because... At the end of the day, we just want to get the story out. And tulad nung sinabi ni Shara kanina, sometimes we fall into that dilemma of wanting to say so much, pero limited yung print space, limited yung airtime. And sometimes you have to kill some parts of it, even if we think that's important. Which I think this collaborative effort also addressed. So, ako naman, um, when doing the podcast, I'm also looking at ano ba yung the na ni Neil dun sa kanyang articles, and what is the perspective that the docu is pushing. Tapos, I will go, what are hindi nila likely to discuss?
1: I think it was very important for me na I was able to work with uh, women. Because this is a gender issue, eh, Parang how do we make it gender-sensitive? Lalo na lalaki yung magsusula. Which is, ano, it's a very big dilemma for me nung umpisa. Lalo yung part 2 kasi it's about image-based abuse pa rin siya. Pero it's more of, it's about women and mga underage girls, mga teens, ganyan. Uh, revenge porn. So, how do I write about that? Uh, how do I interview uh, a woman who was victimized by a guy?
0: And this project also is cross-border so we're collaborating with SEMP, where Neil contributed reporting. We're collaborating with Tempo of Indonesia. We're collaborating with Korea Times.
4: Yung collaborating with regional partners, it just gives the story a lot more power. It's different organizations from different countries standing up and saying the same thing, that this is important, you should stop and you should listen.
1: There's one thing I learned in international journalism is that uh, important yung role na piniplay ng outsiders with uh, Raquel Carvalho uh, uh, sa China Morning Post. Para sa akin, ang ganda nung, nung collaboration din na to kasi diba, borderless ang internet plus it's Asia and where tumataas na yung presence internet. Para sa akin, inspiring na may ganitong collaborative effort. like I think this is the first time na, ano, na nakita ko siya.
2: First time ko kasi actually to have a lot of partners doing the office. And initially, na bombard ako with so many things and so many people at the same time can appreciate karan yung part na maraming information na pinanggagalingan at saka maraming guidance then kasi kung i think kung mag kami dito we, we might have stepped on a lot of those along the way. Pero dahil marami kami, marami tayo Sama-sama natin siyang ginawa. Parang all of our knowledge put together, we were able to approach a very sensitive topic in the best way that was possible considering all of the elements involved. So yun, thankful ako. <laughs> napaka <Napaka-show-bist>. thankful ako.
0: Thankful din ako. Pero over the course of producing these stories, what what is it about Osek that surprised you the most?
1: Siguro para sa akin yung epekto niya sa kids, yung risk niya na ma-replicate sa iba. It's a very new concept to me, itong sexual abuse uh, at a very young age na hindi sila nabigyan ng proper intervention. There's a very high risk na ma-replicate ma-replicate to sa ano, kumbaga pagtandaan niya Like, sila na gagawa nito sa iba. Um, aside from that, yung interventions for me, na-surprise ako na may mga ganito pala. Like, anibawa sa Preda, meron sila yung emotional release therapy. I was able to watch uh, kung ang parang siya ginagawain. It was distressing to watch, pero it, parang ano rin siya, nakaginhawa din siya kasi makita mo, after they do that, parang ang gaan-gaan na nung pakiramdam niya.
4: What really weighs heavy on is how... This just shatters your worldview and just breaks apart what you thought was a very basic, unassailable notion of family, motherhood, and love. So Basically, ne, eh, parang ang nanay lahat para protect ng anak. Ako, I usually tell stories of conflict, so I thought I'd already seen the worst in humanity but this is a whole other shade of darkness that i wasn't prepared for tapos syempre yung surprising part
3: is also seeing the footage Tung talaga ako dung ko na realize talaga oh my gosh ilang days talaga ako nagturoma din ako sa kanya tulala ako tapos parang may flashes siya sa isip mo eh bigla mo lang talaga siya alala. so Iisip mo na kung ako, nanpanood ko lang tungo mga evidences. Paano pakaayong mga taong pinagdaan nito? From there on, na realize ko na okay, hindi to joke. Uh, it's a big responsibility to tell this story.
4: It's surprising then how how not black and white this is. But the, when you first think about this, okay, so ang ang malidito yung foreign client yung magulang na ginagawa ito, di ba sa brandale? But Every time we go out, every time we meet someone else, it just breaks apart your preconceived notions again. Na, alang, ba ba mga tatay? Parang where were you when all of this was happening? And then you hear his side, like, I wasn't there, I was working. And what do I do now? We have wives who are facilitators and their children are the victims, so where does the father stand? There's There are new questions every time we go out and meet someone new. Which also
0: reminds me of this interview I had with a social worker. She said something like, there are no willing victims. Parang everybody is forced by the circumstances they are in. And when I say willing victims, it's not necessarily just the children. Sometimes it's also the facilitators. It, it, it may be trauma that's unprocessed from when they were children themselves. Or it may be how they were raised at yun yung nakita nilang way of coping sa maybe lack of income. There's a milieu of like factors contributing to this. Pero siguro for me, what surprised me the most na hanggang ngayon, bothered pa rin ako at hindi ko siya maisipan. Nang ibang sagot or ibang like ito, try ka siyang irrationalize it's the two month old baby na nanarescue dun sa isang lab. hindi ko maisip how you would do it to a two month old two month old parang hindi pa nga yata nagkatla, naglalatch sa finger yon hindi ko sure wala ko alam sa baby so yun yung pinakamasakit for me during sa course ng, ng paggawa nito pagbuon nitong project na to ako
2: kinakaba ako magshare kasi nararamdaman kong malapit na ako umiyak <laughs> Uh, feeling ko kasi, um, bilang journalist tayo, no? parang meron tayong self-preservation mechanism. Parang hindi ka na masyadong shock with all of the stories that you encounter on a daily basis of the bad things that are happening. Inisip mo na, okay, ready ka na sa kahit anong masamang bagay na may encounter mo. Pero meron pa rin pala. Meron pa rin palang mas, mas something. For example, nung... Yung pagka-open secret crime niya, nung naghanap ako ng may interview na family, I went to this city, and then I talked to this uh, barangay secretary. shin niya sa akin, ni secretary, na, ah, oo, alam ko nga, may mga gumagawa niyan dito. Nagulat ako kasi parang, who's to say who else is involved there? And the fact that you can talk about it quite openly and so casually, may isip mo, gaano pa ba talaga siya Parang every time titingin ka sa labas, iisipin mo, sino pa ba yung biktima dyan? Sino pa ba yung nangangailangan ng tulong? Tapos biglang parang ambigat. I was
0: introduced, I think, to OSEC and Sexual Abuse of Children sometime in 2016. I was so stressed doon sa, sa mga nai-interview. Because aside from the footages and the images that you have for, for the production of the documentary, dahil nga visual yung platform na yon, I was also reading the cases mismo, which can be very, very descriptive. During that time, I was having nightmares and really, really bad nightmares talaga siya, which eventually led me to, to doing therapy sa, sa sarili ko. And then I found out that apparently, uh, I had some kind of, like, parang similar experiences in the past, in my younger years. So, so para siyang Pandora's box na na na-open because I was doing this story. So, in a way, it helped me and the way I approach similar stories because I feel like I can, in a way, empathize with what the survivor may be feeling or I have a certain kind of understanding sa paano siya describe ng social worker, the effect of this kind of trauma. But I also want to know because I have similar experiences. But I'm wondering how does it affect you? For a long time we haven't been talking about that mental emotional psychological toll on storytellers mismo. And secondhand trauma is a real and serious concern even if we don't openly discuss it or even if we refuse to talk about it for whatever reason. ng BTS. <laughs> true, true
4: story. They, um ano ba siyang papapitik pitik especially when I when I'm with the kids after we took footage of a raid of an OSSEC case the case officers the social workers were doing the paperwork and the kids that they rescued they were still there and we were there so we were playing with the kids I was trying to be useful um para how to not make this heavy on the child. So, parang, oh, do you need someone to walk around with? Or do you wanna see, like, that tree? I so, remember this this little boy, sabi niya, baby shark, baby shark. Sayaw daw ng baby shark. Siyempre, may pamangkin ako. Alam ko yung dance steps ng baby shark. So, Sige, sayaw tayo ng baby shark. So, gana, sinimbalan ko na, baby shark. Tapos sabi ng bata, sa sayon ako, labas mo na cell phone. Tapos, I felt it in the pit of my stomach na para ho, ano paupu ako. Na, for all I know, it could be nothing. It could just be, you know, he wanted to do a fun thing with the phone. But it could also be something else. It's so hard to process now. And even the social workers say, you know, sometimes, you know, yes, they're they're happy, they're they're giggly and they're cute, but there are days and there are nights when we ourselves are surprised by the things that they do and the damage that manifests. I don't think I'll ever forget those moments.
2: I think it's also a chance to check the privilege that we have, being the people that we are. Na ako na encounter ko yung gantong stories na disturb ako. I can go to my counselor. I have a counselor. I can help. Th- that can help me process the feelings. And then, mahikita natin ako lang yun na nakarinig, ng pointa nila, na nakakita, ng nang sa nila. But what about these children, these families who were the ones who directly experienced it? Parang sila meron basila ng
4: resources that we have. And just talking about it, like like, kami, pag pag, pag, tapos amin mag-shoot, nag-uusap kami talaga, kamusta ka? Uh, Debriefing. Oo, debriefing. Sabay yung process of how do we put this story together and how are we doing right now as people. Kaya it's been really helpful for me na it's an all-women team and we're a lot of the people we've spoken to are women. It's um, I haven't placed a finger on it, but there's something. There's something there. Um, there's a I think uh, a level of empathy that's shared.
1: For is very traumatic, and it also did not help na wala akong about it. I deal with my past traumas. Uh, using unhealthy ways like <laughs> smoking, drinking, parang gano'n. Hindi ko pa rin siya napaprocess hanggang ngayon, pero nagmamanifest siya in a lot of ways that I can't explain why. Like halimbawa, misa hindi na ako makatulog, ganyan. Yung kasagsagan to nung um, yung naghahanap ako nung mga net- networks of CSAM dun sa Reddit. And yun nga, nung may nahanop ako. Nagagalit ako. <laughs> Nagagalit ako kasi dati ano, ano naman ako, like aware naman ako bakit. Grabe yung hatred sa straight men, like men are trash, mga ganun. Familiar na ako bakit siya nangyayari. And parang ngayon, mas naano na ako, parang, o oh, nga no, tang na nga namin lahat. Hindi <laughs> <Tanggang. laughs> <laughs> ko na-expect na ganito yung magiging ending or may may encounter akong ganito. Like, akala ko talaga it's going to be an explainer. I don't have to deal with the images, pero it just so happened that I had to. And because of that, parang, since ang dami nga networks na to, parang it's become my mission na to expose them. How did I deal with my trauma? Ayun, smoking. I also, ano, <laughs> I also consumed a lot of Korean media. Yeah, mga variety shows. And... Kasi fan ako ng Etsy. It. <laughs> Ayan, one, <laughs> two. <laughs> Thank you for the opportunity. Dito ako first time na sabi na meron ako pinagdahan. So, ayun, thank you po. Salamat sa paikinig sa aking ten Talk.
4: <laughs> Neil, punta na dito. Manood tayo ng mga Korean. Mag-ano tayo, BTS Itzy crossover. Tara, Neil. <laughs> open. Open dito. <laughs>
0: Wala akong kahit sino. <laughs> Korean Kemel. Kaya, ano magkukupo? Wala Korean Chevrolet. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's never, it's never too late. Yes.
3: <laughs> Pero right now, the effect of it on is, uh, I'm more careful with the kids I'm around with. When I see them, it's parang in my head, questions like, "Oh my God, how safe are these kids in their homes? Because at home, there are three kids living here, so when they hold gadgets, they're like. Worried ako eh. Like, so, ever since we started this project, like ko silang nare mag-ingat kayo online. Ang effect sa akin, um, awareness talaga.
0: Kung ito yung effect sa akin, ito yung gusto kong mangyari sa maraming tao, the awareness is also something you can spread it to other people. What I do is I also warn friends who have children. Okay, just try to look every once in a while sa social media nila who are their friends who are adding them on Facebook, bagay, because you never know. And sometimes the facilitators are also the people who are outside the family but people they still trust. So minsan den parang warn ko yung ate ko halimbawa, or yung ibang friends namin na parang oha, oh yung, yung anak mo, bantayan mo kasi masyadong like uh, touchy. Assure ka ba sa mga naiyayakap niya and everything? Like parang after this particular um, meetup, will they still hang out? Yung isang
2: line ng interview namin with WCPC, parang na-encapsulate niya yung nangyari. Na sabi niya, dati ang tingin ko sa internet, simple lang. Pero ngayon, ang tingin ko sa internet, para ang na niya. Nasa park ako, yung mga bata na pre-teens, sila, you know how the steps are. So parang may isip mo na sino po ba yung tumitingin mga videos na yun? Is it really just for innocent entertainment? Is it really just a dance? Sino nang nagse-save the sang parte pa siya ng internet ko makalat. Pag nasa field
4: kasi, ma makara ako sa mga bata, pinapared ko silang Tapos, and and a lot of children here in the Philippines are very affectionate, open to hugs, and oh, I hug back. Diba yung yung, uh, mo yung buhok nila, Tapos may kakandong mo naman or mo. Now I I don't know, do I do that still? E kau yung nagpupulback eh, na parang yaya ko ba siya or sigay appear na lang? O ba oh, hindi rin dapat yung appear kasi physical contact yun. Or guluhin ko na la lang yung buhok niya. Pero hindi, parang hinap, parang intimate din yun. So ako parang, you're just weirdly standing there, calculating your moves. Kasi so wala na yung bata.
1: <laughs> Mali kasi ako sa bata. like Ngayon ko lang na-realize na ako nga, kailangan ko nga pala, kailangan ko maging careful na sa pag-deal with kids, ganyan. Like, ako kasi medyo touchy, like kinukurot ko, ganyan. kaya binubuhat ko. It's sad for me. Na. my life's changed forever. Pero it's a good thing, na rin na, diba, parang you have another purpose. Nah, you have to protect these kids, smile their smiles, their futures. Uh, you have to make sure that this doesn't happen to anyone else.
3: My comfort sa akin na maraming tao gumagawa at nagtatrabaho para matigil to. Para ito na lang yung pinaka hope, <laughs> pinaka
4: something that I hold on to. You know, there's this cliched saying that it takes a village to raise a child. Now I realize that it also takes a village to break a child apart. And consequently, it's everyone's responsibility to fix them and to make sure that no other children will be broken the same way. The kids deserve better. My God, the kids deserve so much better than this and it's on us all to fix this world for them
0: siguro i'm more of an idea there's this study i think parang psychological framework niya siya. if there is at least one caregiver yun yung term na ginagamit that gives this child the love the care the guidance that the child deserves a child can cope there there is always hope naman then there will be scars of course pero you can still live a meaningful life and it may not always be beautiful, but it can always still be filled with meaning.
2: I think it's also hopeful that uh, we're doing this project and that we're bringing it to the level of more people, uh, the public, knowing uh, knowing about it. Mas nagiging familiar na ang mga tao sa dangers of the internet.
1: I <laughs> Xoma so, ging watchdog lahat ng. Social media users, internet users, because millions of images are being spread online and all of these kids are screaming for help or don't even know what's being done that what's being done to them is wrong. Are we going to allow them to stay in secret rooms forever? I think we have to act as watchdogs. Now when we encounter things like this in Twitter mga nagpe ng mga ganitong imagery, let's report them, you know, para mahanap natin kung nasaan sila. You know, lift them from the abuse that they have been suffering for God knows how long. I want this series, kumbaga, a jumping off point for people to start taking this issue or dealing with this issue the way that it ought to be na uh, multisectoral na collaborative, hindi lang sisihan, start discussions na it's going to be productive and conversations that will eventually save these kids from abuse.
0: This wraps up PCIJ's special podcast series on the online sexual exploitation of children. This podcast is part of Asian Stories, a cross-border investigative collaboration among PCIJ ABS-CBN News, the South China Morning Post, the Korea Times, and Tempo of Indonesia. If you want to learn more about the extent of OSEC and efforts being done to curb it, you may check PCIJ's website, PCIJ.org, for our multi-part investigative report. The ABS-CBN News Channel will air a documentary on this issue entitled, What Mama Said. Catch the airing on Saturday, July 10 at 10 p.m. on ANC, Sky Cable, and other cable affiliates. If you found this podcast informative, feel free to share it on social media and subscribe to our channel. Follow us too on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PCIJ.org. That's P-C-I-J-D-O-T-O-R-G. Stay tuned for the next episodes of On The Record. This has been Sherry Celizar. Thank you for listening.